Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our study in James chapter 1, looking at verses 16, 17, and 18. And our question here is, how can focusing on God's immutable character help during very, very difficult times in life? You know, James is warning, pleading, and lovingly encouraging his dearly loved brothers and sisters in Christ with the words, do not err. Uh, it's interesting to me that this simple little three-letter word, air, with uh, one letter even used twice, is found many times in Scripture, but with many different translations. Five times it's translated going astray, 23 times deceive, four times it reads air, and once it means to wander. Now, what is James saying to his young, persecuted, and extremely loved friends? Don't be misled. Stop being deceived. Please don't stray from the truth. Don't wander away from God. In what way is Satan attempting to mislead or deceive us? In the same way he misled Adam and Eve. In the same way he deceived many of the children of Israel. The same way he misled many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees in Jesus' day. Even the same way he sought to deceive the persecuted believers James was writing to. And the same way he wants to deceive us. He wants us to doubt God's goodness and unchanging character. Can I say that again? This is Satan's desire. He wants us to doubt God's goodness and unchanging character. Satan is a liar and constantly spews out the same lie century after century, year after year, day after day. What is this repetitive lie? That God is not who he says he is. Do you want to frustrate Satan? Well, grow in your knowledge of God. Satan shudders when we know, quote, and live, Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that God is, that he is everything his word says he is, and that he is rewarder them that diligently seek him. You know, the difficult trials and sorrows that we face in life can be used by our enemy Satan to get us to doubt God's goodness and question God's love. But the same hardships can be used by God to get us to trust him more know him better, and become increasingly more and more dependent on him every day. We should never despise anything that causes us to pray more. Instead of focusing on how bad life seems to be, concentrate on how good God really is. Instead of fixing our attention on life's inconsistencies, concentrate on God's character, specifically his immutability. Now, that's a $25 word, which simply means unchanging, unwavering, and secure. Whatever good we experience in this life comes from God, directly to us from heaven. Admit it. We are fickle beings. We change our minds hundreds of times a day. Even our amazing sun, mysterious moon, and millions of twinkling stars created by God change with the times and seasons. But God never changes. God does not change. He is immutable. Our Old Testament friend Malachi reminds us uh, that our Lord told him, I, the Lord, do not change. And our secretive author of Hebrews announces that our Savior, the Lord Jesus, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It would be really tough to trust a fickle, constantly changing God, never knowing from one day to the next if what he wants or what he'll plan to do. We serve an amazingly secure, unchanging, immutable, totally trustworthy God. Amen and amen. And by the way, this amazingly good and unchanging God has a choice or made a choice many years ago to wash away my sins. He offers full forgiveness 
and he created in me what the Bible calls a new man. Since I was born with a sinful nature on the inside, God had to change me from the inside out. I can't change myself by being good enough to earn all that God offers in salvation. In other words, from the outside in, I must accept God's offer of the new birth by trusting the truth of the gospel message is found in God's precious word. God chose to offer to me this wonderful gift of salvation. I must just trust him and accept his offer by faith. Now, in doing so, all who believe the gospel become what Bible writers call the first fruits of all his creatures. Now, the first fruits were God's, whether it was grain, animals, or your firstborn son. While visiting an oil press in Nazareth, uh, you know, our guide clearly explained the threefold process of pressing the olives. The first pressing was the lightest and the purest of oil dripped from the stone basin. Uh, that oil was special and precious and dedicated to God for use of the priests in the temple. The second pressing produced a good quality oil. It was used for cooking or medicine or even cosmetics. Now, the third pressing was the most severe and it pressed every drop out of the olives. It could to be used to burn in oil lamps or the making of soap. Undeservedly, Jesus bore the weight of our sin in Gethsemane as he prayed three times. Yeah, the last time sweating blood. His death made a way for us to come to God and become his prized possessions. Such a privilege should make us weep with gratitude and live a life that expresses thanksgiving to God every day that God gives us breath on this earth. Hey, we need to pray, Lord, Never let me believe Satan's lies and doubt you, your goodness, or your unchanging character. Air time's up for today. I hope this has been kind of encouraging to you. I really, really do. But today, remember, is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really good day.